What's going on, everyone? And welcome in to our first episode of Grease the Poles in kind of a while at this point. Um, we decided after our last episode to kind of just wait until this last Sixers series uh, concluded. And um, it went it went the distance. It went seven games. Um, and it did conclude in the way it always does, which is a heartbreaking, embarrassing um effort on the basketball court um yeah we all know what happened at this point the philadelphia 76ers got fucking blown out in game seven in boston after having a three two lead um doc's already canned that's that was pretty much that, that was probably the most um likely thing that was going to happen i guess in terms of players and whoever people in the building leaving or getting the axe after this performance. Um, and I don't even really know where, where to start with this one. Cause obviously like there's been a lot of, you know, people having their whole, you know, it happens every year where the people, you know, have their referendums on the process and say it's over and this, that, and the third, whatever. Um, for me, the, the way I see it is it's just, I don't know how you're going to get people excited going forward with this team, honestly. Um, with the way it's looking, where it seems Harden's probably going to stay, obviously Embiid's going to stay. Um, the crux of the team, led by Daryl Morey, now he's going to get his hand-picked guy, who's probably going to be an analytical guy. I wouldn't, I, I'm predicting it's going to be Mike D'Antoni. I think that's who he's no, going to pick. No. Um, <laughs> It's going to be more he's got. I'm telling you, it's, we're, we're rerunning. We haven't even buried our dead yet. You're talking about <laughs> committing a genocide. Right. This is horrific. All right. <laughs> this is... All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Good God. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm at the point now where it's just I don't know what the next step is for the Sixers because it feels like they've run out of scapegoats at this point. Um, and I, unless you decide to completely blow it up, this year, which I just I don't think they're actually going to do. Um, I'm just not going to be excited for next year or any year, honestly, um, because Joel Embiid and James Harden have proven time and time again that they are just not winners. They are just not playoff performers. Um, we can get into why. There's obviously there's a number of reasons, um, and firing Doc Rivers, who's obviously also a playoff choker. Um, I just don't think it's going to fix it. Um, and shame on me, honestly, for even having hope that the Sixers were going to get past this series. Because I think after we went up 3-2, a lot of us really thought we were actually going to do it. And I don't know why any of us thought that. Because, I mean, history tells us everything we need to know with this team. I mean, Doc Rivers has blown the most 3-2 leads of any head coach. Blown the most. I mean, he never wins game sixes. I mean, what is he like zero and five in the or one and six, some shit like that, in clinching game sixes? Um, like, who the hell were we to think that a, a team led by the biggest playoff choke artist as a head coach, and two guys who've only been past the second round and combined one time in their careers, and Joel Embiid and, and uh, James Harden. Uh, and then by a GM who has never built a championship team, who would we to think that they were actually going to lead us to a championship? Like, it's like bizarro world 
It's like the Twilight fucking realm that any of us actually thought that that was a possibility with these guys leading the ship. It's like, you know, the blind leading the blind, essentially. That's really what it felt like. And it's what it's felt like for years. And I just don't think it's going to get better. I'm just not not excited for the future. And that's the shittiest part is there's no, like, okay, well, if they just do this, they're fine. Or if they just get him, they're fine, right? Because there is no – they're not going to have any salary cap, right? We know that. Um, and there's just no one else to point fingers to anymore except for Joel Embiid, really, um, and James Harden. But we've all been pointing at James Harden this whole time. But for the first time in the process era, it feels like people are actually starting to turn on Joel Embiid a little bit um, because, goddamn, that was just awful Game 7 performance. So, um, you know, it's similar to how, how we're going to handle this after – the Eagles lost Super Bowl is a therapy session. So, who, uh, whoever, whichever one of you guys wants to go next and air out your grievances, <laughs> go for it. Because um, there's a lot of shit. I mean, there's a lot of shit to talk about here. And um, just say it. Say it. Just let it be heard. Fuck. First of all, it's fuck. What the fuck was that? <laughs> just like, I mean, what a ridiculous last two games of the series, really. I mean,. Just to touch on it briefly, like you said, I mean, this was an expected outcome uh, pretty much for, I mean, even though we didn't think it at the time, we were so swept up in hope and the possibility of success that we forgot exactly what we were doing. But we talked about it all year, dude, about how we weren't really excited for the playoffs because we feared that second round exit. We feared facing that Boston Celtics because we knew exactly what was going to happen. And... uh Granted, it wasn't our worst-case scenario. We didn't get swept or anything like that, but this is almost more embarrassing. Well, probably not more embarrassing than a sweep, but shows yet again that whatever combination the Sixers are throwing out there over the last five years now, it seems like, just is not good enough. Just will not be good enough to make that step, to take that step. And that starts with the guys that are most important to the team's success. Obviously, we had some games this series where you know, bench players did not fully contribute. We had some games like the Daniel House game where he just absolutely starts, you know, cooking on fast breaks and things like that, where the other guys actually brought the team to victory along with, you know, st- solid performances from your stars. But in game six and game seven, I mean, you start with that collapse in the fourth quarter, scoring one point in the last five minutes, scoring a total of 13 points. That was all we should have needed to see to know that the game, that the series was over. Now, Game Six lost to us. You know, uh, you know, say before Game Six, you told me we end up losing. If it's a hard-fought loss, even if it's a blowout, you go, all right, we can take things away from this and move forward into Game Seven. Either you blow, get blown out, you're pissed off. You know, you know you didn't play your best game. Or, you know, it's a hard-fought battle. You know you know what? They're one of the best teams in the league. We'll get them next time. Instead, what happened was one of the most demoralizing defeats in the history of sports. And even crazier, three days later, they repeated the feat yet again, but instead in the third quarter of Game 7 and put up 10 points instead of 13. 10 points. 10 points. It's the lowest, you know it's the lowest point total in a quarter in NBA playoff history? Yes. Can yeah. you believe that? 10 oh, points man. in a quarter from a professional basketball team who just had halftime to talk it over. They just had halftime. They went in, they went, you know what? The fact that we are down, what was it, six at half? 
with Joel and James. Three. Three, we tied three it. Half, we tied we, it at the opening of the third quarter, right? We were right yeah. Take it out to yeah. the highest, and we got 55 55. We were right three, there. And then we scored seven points the rest of the fucking quarter. It's unbelievable. Jesus Christ. Just remarkable to even think that that was possible. To think that, all right, you go, James Hart and Joel Embiid didn't have their best half, but they can pick it up in the second. The answer to that's no. If they have a bad first half, they're having a bad rest of the game. I think that's what. I failed to re- fully realize, and a lot of people kind of missed with Joel Embiid and James Harden, where if they're not cooking early, they're not cooking at all. They're not coming for dinner. <laughs> it's it's just not happening. I don't know what it is with them in particular. I don't know if it's their particular mental makeup or, you know, I'm not exactly mm-hmm. going to sit here and say I'm the strongest-willed man in the room. But comparing that to Jason Tatum going, what was it, like one for fucking 12, one for 13, mm-hmm. And then scoring 16 points in the fourth quarter of game six. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and fawn over Jason Tatum, who had an incredible series, incredible game six and seven, even though he had a bad start. He was able to close it out. We didn't have, I mean, not even that we had a chance to close it out on the in game seven, considering we were down so much, but it was just, uh, there was an, it's an emotional roller coaster, but then it just derailed at the end and kind of sent us into a, a, a massive pileup. It was just fucked up to watch. Truly fucked. Yeah. Honestly, I am glad that we took the break in between recording because it would have been a roller coaster. It would have been... The, the, the episodes would have been instantly dated. Like, nobody would be able to go back and listen to them and enjoy them in any meaningful way. Um, yeah. Like, honestly... It was a roller coaster. It was that uh, that concept art suicide roller coaster that you get on and it does enough loops and then eventually yeah that was the series that was what the series was i just going back you know you don't have to fawn over jason tatum because joel Embiid fawned over jason tatum after game seven after getting his heart ripped out he went over in awe of him went over it was disgusting smiled and hugged him like i understand like i'm not expecting like i'm not expecting you to have, like, vitriol or hate in your heart. Like, the majority of players don't have that. Like, you know, you, you have some guys that do. Like, I'm not expecting everybody to have that. But at least kayfabe, you know? At least pretend. At least pretend like you're upset. I think you have, in Joel Embiid, right now, a guy who got his heart broken so bad in that Toronto series that he's, like, taking it upon himself to just not feel anything anymore. It's I, I literally I literally believe that he's like I'm never gonna cry over a game again. I'm gonna you know I'm I'm just gonna focus on trying to I'm gonna I'm gonna get more I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my bag with Drew Hanlon, who's going to go on Twitter and call anybody who criticizes me a fake fan. Full fuck that guy. Like, do you have any idea how many Serbians have threatened to murder me because I defended your client? I, I, I don't. You know, don't 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 tell me I'm a fake fan. Like, I'm a huge I'm a huge Embiid fan. Still, I still believe this guy, you know, can you know maybe do a better job of conditioning. I don't know something. I I don't want to believe that this is just how the Joel Embiid era in Philadelphia goes. You know, not even as successful as the Iverson era. Just kind of 
puttering around in the early rounds of the playoffs and never even making the finals, like, is disgusting. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that they fired uh, Doc Rivers, but, I, you know, to an extent, right, like, he's just kind of a sacrificial lamb at this point. You have to do something because people are angry. They're upset. But we're... We're running out of sacrificial lambs. We're about to start kicking down doors and sacrificing people's pets. Like it's it's getting crazy. Like I'll fucking do it right now. Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm very, very disgusted at the state of the Sixers. I'm also disgusted by the way that the media's been covering it. Like the media keeps talking about, oh, you know, the pro the process is a failure. The process is dead. The process never got to go to fruition. Like the process ended in like 2016 when they fired when they fired uh sam hinky like it the process isn't a real thing like if you're talking about the processes in joel Embiid, like no he's still a sixer he'll still be here uh we'll probably all be disappointed this time next year again i can't wait for it but it's just watching the fucking media dopes do their victory lap like they like they did something going out there yeah like they were right they were right. They knew all along it was never going to work. Fuck them. That is the, that's been the most irritating part of it. I can handle the fallout. There's that, and there's people like that fucking kid, Aiden Laporta, on Twitter. That I don't know if you guys have seen this fucking honky tonk bullshit. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Do not talk to me about how Harden and Embiid are each other's best chance of winning a championship. You might as well just put the old dogs down at that point. They're their best chance. They're fucked. The whole, like, all of this that I'm seeing out of guys like that where I don't know if he's just tweeting anything to get engagement or if he's delusional or guy like, the, the media and people trying, and people that are, like, taking it upon themselves to be, like, the voice of reason on either side talking like they have any fucking idea what they're talking about or that they know what's going on. That's the most irritating thing yes. outside of the fact that we just got fucking shit on on national television in game seven again. Yes. Again. Once again. <laughs> the Once fact again. that I could say again <laughs> twice hurts deeply. Yeah, I think <clears throat> um, any media member that, that wants to say, you know, the process never going to work, they're the same people that thought Ben Simmons was going to be the next fucking LeBron, you know? I mean, yes. you can find those clips. They're all over the fucking internet. Um, literally, we're calling Ben Simmons the next LeBron. So, like, if you actually if you actually never thought it was going to work, I don't know I don't know how you thought it wasn't going to work if we had many LeBron. I mean, I'm confused on that part. But, um, and, and to, the, to the weirdos who, you know, think that you have to be – just blindly positive no matter what to be a true fan um i think they actually need to seek mental help because that's the stupidest shit i've ever fucking heard in my life it's like telling people you know when they say um you know if you like if, if you don't like the country you can leave you know it, it's not it's not about wanting you to can. abandon it you can <laughs> it's not about wanting to abandon it it's about wanting to see it be better Yes, you know, that's what being a fan is all about, and I think Philadelphia is embodies that to its fullest extent. So, like, if you just think, you know, we should just be ridiculously optimistic about a shit show, 
then by all means, you can do that and you can drive yourself into a fucking mental institution in the process if you want to. You know, if that's if that's your this is, it's your prerogative. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But don't don't sit on your fucking soapbox and point down at me and lecture about how I'm not a real fan because I'm being objectively critical of of my favorite fucking basketball team. Um especially after going through 10 years of this 10 years of of winning 10 games a season to them becoming good and then to fuck up on every single every single thing except selecting Joel Embiid every draft pick every trade everything was a fuck up except for getting Joel Embiid from hiring coaches to hiring general managers to everything everything has been a fuck up except for Joel Embiid's pick and I'm still here hoping that he becomes this player that I don't at this point don't know if he'll ever actually be. I don't ever I just can't see it now. You know, I can't envision Embiid taking that leap forward. So, yeah, like to, if they want if my point being is we've been here through it all, you know? Like we've been here through it all, but there's only so many times you can like put your faith in a team without getting any return. You know, I, and there are a lot of people that are much more devastated by s- this Sixers loss than I am, uh, admittedly, because I, I've gotten past that point already with my Sixers fandom. Like, after the Hawks series, I was almost kind of checked out. Like, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is a clown show. And then the Ben Simmons thing, and it was just like unwatchable until they got James Harden. But. Yeah, like going into this year, then again, it's like, all right, we're just gonna run it back. We're just gonna keep doing the same fucking thing. You know, it's it's the definition of insanity, and they're gonna keep doing it, as it appears. Um, yeah, man, it just felt like the Sixers fucking owed us one in this game. Like that's really what it is. It just felt like, for once, don't be a fucking joke. You know, don't be the laughing stock of the NBA. You know, for once, just one fucking time, and you had the hated Boston Celtics. Everybody on that fucking team, except for Jalen Brown, future Sixer, I fucking hate. <laughs> Every person on that team, I Everyone fucking cannot bought Jalen Brown. Al Horford, Al Horford especially, should his his emotional terrorism against the Philly sports fandom um, cannot go unpunished by the NBA gods. It needs to be punished eventually. His crimes against us... Um, I don't know. I don't know when that punishment is coming. It should have happened in this series. I, that's, it is now or in the afterlife. It is coming. It should have happened. But it is coming, no, bro. It, it won't. It'll it never was, come. It, he it was, was sent by up. the NBA gods to smite us. That's, yeah. that's was, the awful yes. part. Maybe yes. he was. Maybe he, he is was the like punishment. The an, maybe he is the antichrist for the process. Maybe that's what it is. But, um, yeah, like I said, it just felt like for once, man. And it was lining up for them so perfectly. It lined up for them so perfectly that only a fucking complete moron could com- could fuck this up, and they did it. Uh, you know, like only the Sixers could have fucked up this opportunity to like get some real NBA clout, get some real fucking you know a real feather in your cap as an organization and as the players. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's it's really disheartening, and I don't know where they go from here. And 
Really sucks. I mean, it really sucks. It does. I thought they were going to give us one. I did. I really did. After game five, I mean, like, you were, you were at home. It was right there. You were winning the game. You came back on them, and you didn't. You didn't fucking finish. And, nope. You know, I, and like I said, I don't know. At this point, like, I, and I've kind of had this thought for the past couple years, but now it's kind of solidifying. It's starting to look like it's like a mainstream idea. Or even just the general school of thought when it comes to John B is that he's just not a playoff guy, um, and James Harden's never been. So, you know, back to what I said, like a, you know, a little bit ago, like, are we really gonna hitch our wagon to two guys who have who've never done anything in the playoffs and expected to be any different? You know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know yes, where they go. And we're doing it again. <laughs> well, let me <laughs> let me well, let me ask you guys about Joel Embiid, baby. like specifically, like, I mean, are you like it? He for the longest time, uh, he was untouchable. Like, I've never seen a Philly athlete be so untouchable in my entire life. Um, for as many playoff, even before this year, for as many playoff failures as he's had. The fact that he's like never really got a lot of criticism is kind of wild in this city. Um, but, and I think it kind of speaks to like how we were wired as fans. To see him be play as shitty as he did in Game Seven, like playing shitty is one thing, but to look like you don't give a fuck is a completely other thing. And that's when I think Philly fans will turn on you. You know, I think I could have handled him playing very aggressive. And just not having shots fall, you know, like you kind of half expect it from like James Harden in that moment, but you really don't expect Joel Embiid to just completely no show you like that. Um, and to be like the defender on Jason Tatum on like every single one of his threes, it seemed like, you know, like and just walking back. It was like, man, it, it was, I think that's really what got fans on the, I hate Joel Embiid wagon. And there were there were definitely fans on it before a little bit, but now it just kind of seems like everyone's kind of piling on. And, you know, it, for me, like, his relationship with the city has always been great, and, like, he always seemed to be a guy who, like, got us um, or just gets what it means to be a Philly athlete. It's going to be interesting to see what his relationship with the city looks like moving forward because I just don't know if it's – I don't know if it's beyond repair. I mean, it probably is if he wins, right? Winning cures all. Um, but the Sixers aren't good at winning, so I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't, I, you know, it's like I said. I think it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out with him in the city because you know, if the city start, you know, if the city starts pushing the get rid of Embiid narrative, we know he's very uh, keen on social media. It's not like he's not going to hear it. He's probably already seen a lot of it, um, you know. And all it's all it's going to take is you know, one talk with Daryl Morey and a trade request, and he's gone. You know, like it's. And once the he does that, that's when it's San over. Antonio. Oh, good that's God! When it's o- <laughs> that, like and and like that's what it's going to take because I don't think the Sixers actually have the balls to do that. Um, you know, I think well, they're going to well, wait. They're either going to wait until they're either going to wait until the very last minute that they can hold on to Embiid or Embiid's just going to request a trade, request a trade either this off season or next off season. And then it's just going to be over. And then we're not going to have any leverage, right? Like, you know, 
I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think no. that you're going to see. Listen, here's here's the thing. Like, game seven, that performance was an all-time stinker. The fact that we have two MVPs, like the reigning MVP and an MVP from like four years ago or five years ago, on the court at the same time, and we have multiple quarters in elimination games, potential elimination games, where they like they just combine for nothing on offense is absolutely disheartening. And Bede has a history of coming in and starting the season out of shape, and he just kind of plays himself into shape. I think if he comes in next season at the start of the season and he's out of shape and it's the same old, same old with him, I think that's when you're going to see the vitriol get really ramped up because people are going to feel like he didn't change. Um, I don't know. If he Now, if he commits to being, you know, in shape, ready to go, I see you shaking your head, Ryan. No, let me believe this fantasy for just a little bit. If he Stop. if he commits to it, <laughs> if he loses the weight, if he gets if he comes in and he's shredded, you know, like he like like he looks like like he's like got like you know way less body fat than he has now. Looks like Giannis. If he looks, if like, he looks Giannis, like Giannis, yeah. If he looks like Giannis, and people are like, oh my god, where was this? <laughs> yeah, like, Whoa. yeah, you know, like thirty year old man makes massive life change. It doesn't happen ever, but you know what? Most thirty year old men aren't. NBA MVPs. So, That's very true. if anybody can do it, I gotta believe it's him. Or he spends the summer just like stewing, being miserable, doesn't really get in shape, comes in, starts you know dogging it during the early parts of the season. He doesn't mesh well with whatever coach that Daryl Morey and uh, James Harden. Let's be honest, hand pick for us because James Harden and Daryl Morey are the ones calling the shots here. Um, if he doesn't mesh with that guy, then that's when you see the doomsday scenario of him being like, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll go somewhere else. Maybe maybe I want to maybe I want to play for the Clippers. Maybe I want to play you know out in L.A. or you know Portland or somewhere. Team up with Ben Simmons in Brooklyn, run it back. But uh, Fr- Frank, that is the that that's a a nice idea. I want that so badly. I want that, and I get, you know, you're a big guy. It's tough, Joe. I get it. But at the same time, I feel like us hoping that uh, Embiid is going to do that this summer and, and lose the weight and really commit is like Johnny Sack hoping Ginny Sack like, isn't eating candy bars in the laundry room. <laughs> Lo and behold, he comes home from work one day. What the fuck is she doing? She's stuffing her mouth with Almond Joys. That's exactly what fucking Joel Embiid is probably going to do. And look, I mean, obviously... The conditioning is a big question mark. And his ability to last a full regular season was already in doubt. The, we see it time and time again where, sure, he's get banged up every year, which sucks. Because especially the last two, because he's been, you know, roughed up by lesser teams because they know they can't actually beat him. That part is pretty disappointing in terms of the Raptors and the Nets, how they played him and how it resulted in injuries. It's physical. Ba- I get it's physical, but whatever. He, bad luck doesn't really matter but again there is something to be said about like this load he got his mvp let's load manage the fuck out of this guy i don't want mb playing more than 40 games next year yeah. i don't i want them all after but the Ryan, all-star break the way he gets Joel in shape the way he gets in shape is by playing basketball if he doesn't play basketball he's going to play like shit 
Well, he'll play himself into shape like a month before the playoffs. Oh my god. It's <laughs> a terrible plan. Enough. We just have to be good enough to make it. Dude, look. A fully dude, imagine this. Imagine like a February a March February Joel Embiid <laughs> in the playoffs. Can you imagine that? Can you fucking imagine that? You can have it. It can be yours if he doesn't touch the floor until Christmas. Yo, if <laughs> that's he's all, that's all I need. If, if we could get a fe- if happen. we could get February Joel February to March Joel Embiid and January James Harden, I, forget it. You're unstoppable. Load management. Load manage him. We just have to make the plan. Take a look at the Lakers. Take a look at the Heat right now. Both had key players miss a lot of time. Still a good enough roster to stay in and around the playoff bubble. And they're in the conference finals. Meanwhile, we got a guy playing for the MVP, playing his fucking ass off every night in the regular season, which I commend. But at the same time, he's fucking dog tired. I mean, it's definitely, it could be a mental block where he just shuts down in the face of adversity. I feel the same way when my room's really dirty and I don't know where to start. I just kind of stand there. Finally, <laughs> just like how Joel Embiid does, and then I just go lie down and I don't do anything. That's what Joel Embiid wants to do when the Celtics are sending five guys at him in Game Seven. He's like, "Fuck this, man." That could be the case, or he's like, "My fucking knee hurts. I'm so tired. I'm so big, and I cannot keep moving like this. I should only play Christmas and onward." <laughs> that could be the key. I've been saying this for three years now. Clearly, nobody's reading the tweets, which I don't appreciate. On top of that, that's another layer of insult. But that's just the thing, too, where you got two guys that are prone to being out of shape, playing a full season, or the best they can of a full season, and coming up short in the playoffs. Is that an excuse for them? No. But is it worth an experiment? Do we need to be the three seed? Do we really need to be? It doesn't no. matter. Nobody fucking doesn't matter. cares. It does not matter. Home court doesn't. Dude, Jan- dude, February, March, Joel Embiid, January, James Harden. In I mean, you're winning. Juice. You're winning the title with those two. If those two guys you're show up, you're the winning the title. But again, we run into the problem of, and I, and you haven't exactly come up with this point. How is Joel Embiid going to play himself into shape on that time? Like, do we really think he's going to be able to be all downtime? Well, he's in shape by Christmas, starting in October. Okay, so, so I see you're in shape. Okay, it just shifts but his then, timeline. But then he always has an injury right around Christmas time. So we're going to miss him for like, the first round. He's probably going to miss. Nah, nah. He'll be he'll time it perfectly. Okay, this will yeah we'll work on that. <laughs> it'll work out to about forty games. It'll work. He'll do some some calisthenics on the sideline, and he'll play with full energy and full rest and fully healthy. Yeah, we'll in the actual we'll, uh, here's in, um, the actual, in the actual games that matter. Because you know what I think when I think about the Sixers, I don't fucking think about man. You guys remember that regular season game at any point? No. Well, which regular fuck. season game? I well, I remember. I remember a couple of remember, really impressive. No, I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to blow up your point, Ryan, but I do remember the when uh, Jimmy Butler hit the game winner. I think against the Hornets in November. Yeah, well, that was really cool. <laughs> All right, that was <laughs> that was really awesome. November of 2018. Didn't he hit one against the Timberwolves. Yeah, too? yeah, he, he did. He had it. You know, he was a guy that just. 
it's, it's almost like he's like you know determined to win or something. Wonder what that's oh, like. Dude. That's a crazy feeling. If only. Um, here, here's my response to like this whole argument that maybe he just needs to get healthy or needs to you know load manage and just fucking be in better shape. If we're talking about a guy like a, a professional athlete. And we're talking about, man, I hope he's in shape come playoff time. He's probably not a championship guy. I mean, that's just how it is. Like They I, do it for Kawhi. Everyone's jerking off Kawhi. But Kawhi like, is Kawhi uh, – when was it, like, Kawhi hasn't done shit with LA. He was healthy you know? enough like, to beat us, yeah. and that's it. Kawhi that's it. Kawhi went out. That was Kyle Lowry's championship. But Kawhi's also, like, you know, like these these NBA players are, are just – they're they're weird. They're weird and flaky. You know, I mean, it's the same thing with Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant plays fucking forty minutes for the Phoenix Suns, but you know, like he's just kind of, I don't know. Like he's a championship player, but he's not winning a championship every year. You know what I mean? Like it's no. just he hasn't won one since he left Golden State. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think I think Joel Embiid's, uh, you know, like health and and. Uh, conditioning definitely plays a role. And that's, like, something that obviously, like, he's almost 30 years old. Like, get the fuck into shape, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, But for me, honestly, I think the biggest hurdle for him and James Harden um, is just the way they play the game. Um, We know that the Sixers are, you know, they really do live at the free throw line. Like, they need to get fouled. They need to go to the free throw line. It's a large part of their offense. They led the league in free throws this past year. I I, I think, actually, they might have been second. But um, to think they're going to get the same amount of calls in the postseason that they get in the regular season is just, like, asinine. Yeah. And that's what it seems like Harden and Embiid think. Like, they think – that they're just going to get every single call if they flop around and look like fucking idiots on the court and that they're going to win that way. And that's just not going to happen. And like, like I said, it just blows my mind that both of those guys actually think it's going to happen. It's James Harden more so. And then for James Harden to come out during this series and say, yeah, I really can't get into a rhythm if I'm not getting fouled. Um, what kind of fucking basketball player says that? Like that is just weird. That's weird that as fuck. Wild. It's weird as shit that your game relies so heavily on free throws that like you need to get you know a favorable whistle for you to be good. That's fucking bullshit. It's, it's just bullshit. I don't that's not like what fucking title winning team has ever won because they just get all the calls. You know, like it just doesn't happen. Like, you're going to get calls if you're aggressive and you, you know, enforce the, you know, if you're if you're the enforcer, right? Like, if you are playing aggressive and going to the basket and, like, getting legitimately fouled, later in the game they're going to give you a more favorable whistle when you're flopping around looking like an idiot. But if, like, from the first possession you're driving in and throwing <laughs> the ball up for grabs, like, you're fucking, like, you just, like, have spasms all over your body like muscle spasms leg. everywhere yeah like you're just not gonna get it on a consistent basis and to me it's like <clears throat> for james harden especially it's like a fundamental part of his game that he's not gonna give up at 33 years old so we can never expect him like we should never expect him to change i think his influence wears so much on 
Embiid at this point that Embiid is trying to do it too. And it's like, Embiid, dude, if you just face up the fuck, whoever the fuck's guarding you and you just go in, you're going to get fouled or you're going to make a basket. That's just, you are that talented of a basketball player that you will actually get fouled without fucking having to throw your hands up and go up soft. Like, if you just go up strong, you will get the foul. Maybe you'll get an and one. And then they're just going to give you the whistle the rest of the game because they're going to start looking for it. Like, I don't understand where that disconnect is. Maybe Doc Rivers played a role in it. I don't know. But Jesus Christ, like, we can talk about Embiid being a fat slob if we want. Like, maybe that plays a role in it. But um, for me, I think it's more just the fact that they are fundamentally flawed playoff players. And I don't think either of them are going to change because they see how, like, lucrative it is, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word, um, in the points department in the regular season. Like, I just – I don't know. Well, they just don't get it, I don't think. I don't think they get it. Hey, you know, I you bring up a very valid point and a legitimate point, which isn't nearly as fun as the point that me and Ryan were making. Um, so, I, look, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to rain <laughs> on your fucking brain. I'm, no, I'm I know, I know. I'm point. just saying. I'm just kidding. It, it's, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. It's, but no, but seriously, like, the, the issue is I do think you're right, Ryan. There's, like, a level of, like, their mentality is – a big part of their game is foul hunting. Like they're they're out there searching for fouls, and they don't get them, and throws a monkey wrench in the works, and you're you're screwed. So, yeah, it's you know again these are like these are like mental things that they have to overcome. Like that I don't know why why do why do we seem to attract as a city guys aside from Jalen Hurts it seems. Guys that, like, when the moment is big, like, turtle up. Or, like, guys that just, like, have, like, some sort of weird mental block that they can't get around. Like, do we it's not have... It's just the Sixers, dude. Do... It's just the I Sixers. Know. I mean, like, we have Bryce Harper in Philly. That's true. Yeah. Bryce Hoskins was a, was better when the lights were on for the Phillies, right? Like, That's true, yeah. The Phillies and Eagles, they, they, have, they have clutch performers. It's just the Sixers. Like, they get... Ben Simmons who forgets how to play basketball. Markel Fultz forgets how to fucking shoot. That was First wild. overall pick forgets yeah. how to shoot. Um, that was fucking uh, nuts. Our GM Smith almost died of a peanut allergy. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No worse than that sesame our, seed our, allergy. Like, Everything has sesame oh, seeds. Oh, that's fucking what? It's, Who's it's, allergic to Jesus Christ? I hope he's okay. And not <laughs> not to mention our everywhere. former GM. Our former GM had to hide behind fake Twitter accounts to. To bash players, so like, what the fuck? It's the this was Sixers. all in the span of the like Sixers, seven years. The Sixers are a they're a clown show. They've been a clown show, and it's just it's just how it, like they are so lucky that Joel Embiid entered the draft he dra- entered in uh, injured because if they didn't, they would have been with fucking Jabari Parker, and this would have <laughs> we would have never the, we would still be in the. We would have been watching the draft tonight, oh the draft lottery God. tonight, hoping we got the first overall pick for Wembenyana or whatever the fuck you say his name. You know, like that's where, like, we on a sh- random stroke of luck fell into Joel Embiid. And that's like part of it where it's like, like, I don't, I, I can't hate Embiid because he is the only reason that we're even here right now, like, in playoff contention at all. So, like, I can't hate him that much. Um, but, yeah, like, if it weren't for that, what the fuck would we even be, you know? Like, 
we could have had like the team we just saw could have been our team. We could have had Brown and Tatum. Like, yes, we very. I don't need. We don't need. We don't need to retread all the fucking mistakes of the Sixers. I. I mean, maybe we need another fucking hour to go through it all. But like, we went up and got Markel Fultz. Yeah, we did with the Celtics. (laughs) We traded with. We traded assets away. We traded assets away to get a guy that forgot how to shoot. We would have been better off taking Lonzo Ball. Should have just taken taking Lonzo. What were we doing drafting a player from the Pac-12? And not Lon- Lonzo doesn't care. I, mean, I will say that I watched his YouTube Washington. highlights the night we drafted him, and I was like, this guy, huh, Hall of Famer. I'll Dude, drive him I up to Springfield, honestly, Massachusetts myself. Honestly, they, they re- I know people have said this before, but goddamn – they need to make a 30 for 30 documentary on just the entire process and like the ridiculousness of everything that happened because it is fucking it's crazy and like at this point it looks like it's gonna like i don't honestly like the documentary probably look make everyone look bad so i don't know like how anxious or how like antsy they would be to make that it would probably take at least like fifth 10 15 years i would say before they like actually would be sam hinky yeah yeah, but he did and a, honestly, such a bad job a drafting weird, guys in like while a, he was here, though. In a sick, in a <laughs> sick, like twisted way. You know who I else I think gets off pretty unscathed through it all is Brett Brown. I think he doesn't really get as much shit as he probably deserves anymore because we saw like I don't know what it is. You know, like we talked earlier about the like before we started recording how like Ruben Amaro is like very popular in Philly, even though his tenure towards the end was very bad with the Phillies. Like, I don't know what it is about Brett Brown that he's kind of, like, become, like, a sweetheart. In he's a folk some, hero. Yeah, like, he's, like, a folk Like, he died for our sins, kind of. But, like, yeah, like, good luck getting Doc Rivers, James Harden, like, Embiid, anyone that speak on that documentary, right, if they wanted to do it, like, the last dance type of thing. Like, Good luck getting anyone. Like Markel Fultz is gonna. Like you think us. you're gonna get Markel Fultz to come on and talk about Dude. how he forgot how to shoot, or Ben Simmons? You know, I do we want to talk about Ben Simmons posting an Instagram uh, picture of him just watching the Sixers game, fuck and him. drinking a glass of wine? That proved everything was bullshit, and he's a pussy. Yeah, with his so. with his glass of probably nice. cheap wine, dipshit, and smart water. Yeah, Can't nice smart uh, water. mental health issues, bro. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's like we don't. I don't even want to give Ben the. the he doesn't need it, day, but needed. it's um, it's pretty. He was mad when Luke tweeted that from the Liberty Line account. He was like, "Why would you tweet that?" <laughs> yeah, like just don't even give him the time of day. Don't even post it. I mean, a, funny, a lot though. of people posted it afterwards, but like a lot of people did post it. But it is mad. uh, yeah. I mean, fuck, fuck Ben that. Simmons because I don't know what the I don't know what like it would be like. It would definitely be a own if he was, you know, averaging 24 points a game and playing uh, basketball. But mm-hmm. he hasn't played basketball and uh, is, like, unplayable at this point. So, like, I don't – you know, the lack of self-awareness from fucking players that come out of the Sixers organization is unbelievable. It's pretty wild. It's just unbelievable. It is crazy, man. What a fucking shit show. I will say it was hilarious when Dwight Howard asked James Harden to come play in Taiwan with him. Dwight Howard loves it over there. I got I got a kick out of that. Loves it, you know. Hey, hey, the strip clubs out in Taiwan are probably popping, 
And I bet you the fire. amount of money, like Harden's a millionaire here. I mean, he's probably top one percent in Taiwan. I mean, Jesus I don't. Christ, Taiwan you know? is very wealthy. They have a lot of concentrated wealth. That's where all the superconductors well, are, you know. And plus, they're like all well, oh, living on edge because the end could come at any time. China is just waiting yeah. to pounce. That's true. That's true. Well, still, it's probably why um, the strip clubs are so crazy. Strip clubs there are still yeah. are still probably yeah. Because like point, everybody's point everybody's ready to go. Yeah, stands. you're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. Um. What What else, guys? What do we have? Any other shit to bitch about here? I mean, I'm I, just thinking I just about strip clubs in Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> what? Kind of want to go now. Like, do they have women from Taiwan, or they fly? They probably fly them. They 100 percent are flying them in with that concentrated yeah. wealth. It's good Polish. For them. <laughs> yeah, they probably they probably got some Russians down there. They probably got some Russians. Ref- Ukrainian refugee. They tricked them onto the wrong bus. I think uh, a stripper, buddy. No, you know, like whatever works, whatever works. I who am I to judge? Do you guys have a, just to I guess you know kind of like move things forward a little bit here? I don't. I think we're all kind of dead inside with regards to the Sixers, but. Yeah. E- either you guys gonna watch the rest of the playoffs? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. Not even a fucking chance. I'm, I'm not watching a single that. minute because I actually like the more I watched, like in a weird way, like I'm almost glad the Sixers fucking lost because I don't. I I just don't want to have to fucking continue to go through that emotional roller coaster that has f- contributed. 50% by the fucking referees in the NBA. I cannot stand them. They're all fucking idiots. They suck at their jobs. And it is unbelievable that any of them get paid to do what they do. They are the worst referees in any professional sport. They cannot... They they just... they. The fact that, like, they have Scott Foster still employed is, is fucking beyond me. And, like, this isn't even, like, bitching about, like, Sixers getting calls, not getting calls. They're just awful at their job, and they're so gullible. Like, the fact that they allow all these fucking professional athletes to throw their bodies around and, give and like, they give them the satisfaction of giving calls sometimes is just, like, beyond me. Like, Marcus Smart, solid basketball player, better actor. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, you know. there's And there's a lot of those guys yeah. in the NBA. Honestly, James Harden. Good at basketball, peaked about five years ago. Acting career is fucking flourishing. It's booming right now. So, like, the fact that the, the NBA refs control the game as much as they do, I cannot take it. And I will not I will not subject myself to even watching it anymore. I can't, no, I can't do it. It's, it's really kind of a hell lineup. The... It comes unwatchable at, at certain points. And there were certain points during the Sixers Celtics series where it was like, what the fuck are we doing? You it's know, bad. like. What are we doing here? You know, it's like it's a fucking clown show. Like the one, I think it was actually Game Six. Was it? It was Game Six or Game Five where it was like a not a clear path foul, but the other one that like oh, it was the take foul. And they made the take Maxie foul. Shoot, shoot again. Yeah, they had like Maxi shoot. Later. Yeah, they well they had yeah because I guess you could pick whoever should and then yeah and then they decided it doesn't count and yeah, like a good amount of basketball players. Or a good amount of basketball was played. Yeah, about that. two and minutes of game time or something like that. Fucking Maxi, it was um, crazy. Like, was what is that? Six. You know, that's that's like w- what's going on here. This is, I thought this was pro- professional sports, not fucking. But they missed a uh, goaltend. Three blind They months. can't fix a goaltend, but they can stop a game and have them shoot free throws again. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. It's, it's just it. The rules don't make sense, and people are like, they need to change it. 
And I'm like, no, because then the NBA won't control the game as much as they do. Like, exactly what you're saying. It's, it's the NBA referees are an extension of the will of the of the league office to a degree. I mean, there's only so much they can do, but if it's borderline and there's one way the league is leaning versus the other, it's absolutely going that way. Sometimes it's straight up blatant. And um, in terms of watching the rest of the playoffs, I said yes, but then... I made the mistake of looking at the box score of Lakers Nuggets game one, uh, where the Nuggets are up 111 102 with eight and change left in the fourth quarter. And Nikola Jokic has uh, 31 points, 19 rebounds, and 12 assists. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, uh, it's, I'm not watching the so, NBA playoffs. No, this is, um, we're in, uh, uh, the reason I'm asking this is this is like the ultimate, like, if you're a Philly basketball fan, if you're a Sixers fan, like, this is the ultimate hell lineup for. The yep. final four, because you have the Nuggets, which if if they win, oh my God, the Jokic thing, like it's never going. Jokic won Finals MVP. Yeah. and then you have you know the Lakers, which are just the fucking Lakers. Fuck them. I hope they fucking you know. Hope the Staples Center yeah. just explodes. You know, not when anybody's in it. No fatalities. No, I just don't no, want them to have anywhere to play. Awful. You know. Um, yeah. You know, fucking the Heat. Oh, they shouldn't have traded Jimmy Butler. I don't want to hear that again. I'm sick of it, even though I kind of said it earlier. I'm guilty of that, too. Or, you know. But that's the thing. is it's just The Celtics. We're the fucking Celtics. It's going to be. We're going to get, I think, I, I mean. Please, LeBron. Please, LeBron. LeBron, please. Make it stop. I am throwing my full weight behind the Lakers, which means they're not winning a title. Oh, 100%. They're not making the finals. Now, Anthony Davis will probably fucking slip and fucking break his leg or something. He'll just oh, fall on a banana Anthony peel. Davis. Anthony yeah, Davis, like, dude. He'll probably it's fucking... like a cartoon character. He'll LeBron, fucking... please. Yeah. Please, he'll LeBron, probably, like, stub his toe more. and miss two weeks or some shit, you know? That's just how it goes. I mean... Um, yeah, no. I, I, like, the thing is, like, it's different from, like, the NFL. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like... The NFL is a much better product on the field, honestly, than the NBA is. Like, I just, I can't, I can't stand how much refs fucking control game in the NBA. Like, it's just very frustrating. It's terrible. And like, yeah, yeah, the NFL has bad refs too, but it's not like, I think, like, you can make a serious argument that like refereeing and, and refs like can actually control an outcome of an NBA game. They, I don't really think you can do. do that for the NFL. <laughs> like, we, you know, we were, like, after the Eagles Super Bowl, like, all three of us in unison were essentially like, yeah, the Bradbury call isn't the reason we lost, right? Like, no. But, like, in the NBA, I mean, the fact that, I forget what game it was. It might have even been game one where Harden or Tatum got off with that, like, egregious push off of Tyrese Maxey oh, and yeah. hit the three. Like, that could have lost us. That legitimately could have lost this game, along with a number of other just blown calls. Like it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad, and it's like, you know, there's nothing worse than watching a team, like, especially if, like as a Sixers fan, it's, it's nothing worse than like going against the Celtics and the fucking refs. You know, like there's just nothing worse than that. So I mean, yeah, I just, I, I can't even hate watch. I can't even hate watch him because I just no. don't even. There's no, like, I get, honestly, like, I especially the Eastern Conference, I get no fucking joy out of any of those guys winning or losing. Honestly, like, I don't care. Fuck them. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't even, I just don't even want to see Al Horford's stupid face. I don't want to see his face. Um, 
yeah. This is you know. like if the Chief, if the Cowboys and the 49ers were in the NFC Championship game. And then I don't know who the AFC Championship game Or like is. the Cowboys and Giants. Cowboys and Cowboy, Giants would probably be worse, Cowboys, honestly. Giants on one side of the bracket. In this fictional made-up NFL universe, we get the Niners over here because that's sort of the Nikola Jokic, fuck you, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, fuck you guys. Yeah. Even though you're not exactly related to us. And then just... I suppose the Kansas City Chiefs. Or the Patriots. Um, or the Patriots, yeah. Well, well, that's kind of the final four there. Where I, really, there's only one that you would want to win, and you don't even really want. Yeah, the Patriots is perfect. Yeah, uh, you don't want them to win, but you want them to win over those other three teams because if, if any of those teams win, you're not going to fucking hear the end of it. it is re- yeah, it's it a suck. fucking nightmare scenario. I can't suck. wait for the fucking Jokic Finals MVP photos. just like... Oh, uh, he, you know, he only wanted the one that matters the most. Like, he didn't get shit on the last two years. Anyway, that's fucking... I think maybe hell. the worst part of, of this whole thing is the realization that... The, <laughs> the realization that the Sixers are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. I think that's... I don't think there's a better comparison. The Cowboys have actually, significantly more uh, more playoff success historically than the more Eagles. Hit, more in the I mean, than the, than the, well, than the um, I'm talking Sixers. about like you know like the narr- what's the narrative around the Cowboys? Oh, they can't get to that. They haven't been to an NFC Championship game in whatever twenty years. In twenty years. What's the narrative around the Sixers? Can't get to an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, can't but get everyone in the around. country thinks we blow, including the national media. Ah, uh, well, you there know, those in the national media that pump up the Cowboys. Well, we really get we have Kendrick I Perkins actually I really like they're like who in the national media like I feel like that's not even really true about the Cowboys anymore to be honest I, I, I outside right. of Skip Bayless it's I feel like shark. after after this year like a lot of I mean even the past couple of years a lot of they've pivoted to making you know, fun national of national dudes have been like look the, the Cowboys are what they are they always get to the second round and they're gonna you know they're gonna buckle they let Shady know? McCoy so, like, say I Dak is I don't really think on national TV that. so they did yeah, wow. like I don't think the times they are, you know, but they still I, I, talk about them so much. Maybe that's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm they talk about seeing. us a lot it's too. I see because so of that, much, you know. <laughs> Look, we're the Dallas Cowboys of the Sixers. NBA. All right, don't try don't and do that. Anymore. But the Dallas and Cowboys so. actually won something in the last thirty years. They haven't won a title in fucking forty years. I'm talking like our lifetime and our lifetime. It's been forty years exactly. Been forty years. I don't think the cow like the when was the last, uh, the Cowboys won in like maybe like what ninety five. Yeah, so like they're closing was, on thirty years now. Until, I wasn't born until ninety six, so they haven't won shit during my lifetime. Oh, That's at all least that, that was post Soviet Union, bro. Yeah. <laughs> at least Cold War was over, baby. We were yeah. bombing. We. I, I, is this two episodes in a row? We're we talking were fucking about Operation Desert Storm at that point, baby. At, Let's that, go. at that point, dude, we're fucking in the Persian Gulf. We're kicking around. At we're that point, out. we were we were devising up, you know, what kind of propaganda we would push for fucking invading Iraq. We just Bush. started planning 9/11. Yeah, George Bush had George just that, started. Just started planning 9/11. That was yeah. <laughs> that was right before they planned 9/11. Ah, uh, those were the days. Back in 1983, 9/11 wasn't even a twinkle in George Bush's eye. It no. wasn't even. Back in 1983, we we were like, oh wow, like dude. Back in night, Watergate's probably the only no. probably the only time the government's any ever ever meddled in their own politics, right? Watergate's uh, probably the only back in 1983. George Bush Senior had just made the contacts he needed for his son to someday go on to plan 
Exactly. So it's it's crazy how it all works out. The process. But yeah, no, yeah, we're the Sixers are. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. Sixers are as a brand nationwide, very Cowboys esque. Yeah, can't deny that. But hey, hey, Eagles, Eagles are still good. Phillies are still good. We didn't even really get to talk about the NFL draft or the, I mean, the schedule release that just came out last week. Oh, I guess we fuck. can just kind of save that shit for next week because yeah. we've already been bitching for an hour, so we won't. We don't we've got to talk time. about it. We got time, and uh, yeah, and that's that's really like that's all I'm thinking about now. August training camp, birds. I'm full steam ahead. Yeah, um, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready for. So ready. I'm ready for uh, happiness again. You know. Ready for it, and I'm ready to eventually be heartbroken. And that's, you know, that's just the way of the world, the way of Philly sports fans. Um, that's true. The Sixers are just really good at it. You know, they're really good fucking at fucking us. You know, brutal year. They don't even really, they don't even take us out to dinner before they try and fuck us. <laughs> you know, they're fucking scumbags. They're fucking. They sweet talk you enough and act like they're going to. You know, they're like, oh look, dude, like look, babe, like we're up three two. I swear we're gonna go. I swear. And nope. then they just fuck you and leave. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, any final thoughts here for end the pod? <laughs> fuck Boston. Just, fuck Sixers, fuck Boston. <laughs> just dead crazy. silence. It's always fuck you Boston. Know what? I mean, it's always fuck thought. Boston. It wasn't Doc Rivers' fault this time. This is for the Atlanta series. This firing was for yeah, the yeah, Atlanta yeah. series. That's it. That's he should have been fired right then and there. It's this two is years for the too last late, two whatever. series. Yeah, it's for. It's just for everything, man. It's for everything else. It's just for everything. It's yeah. not just one thing, you know. It's if you say everything. one thing, it sounds insignificant. It's a pattern of behavior that's the issue. Yeah, brother. You know, it's yeah. like when you're you lose dealing two with game sevens in, in just mind-boggling fashion. It's it's. Imperative that you leave. Sometimes you just gotta go. Sometimes we just need, you just need a fresh start. You know, it's a new beginning, Doc. It's not, it's not gonna be much. Of, it's not gonna be much of a fresh start for us. But you know, maybe Doc will go. I don't know. Maybe we'll go up to to, to Canada. Maybe we'll take a Toronto this job. Season is you know? be on the franchise for a long time. You know, maybe he'll just maybe you know, him and him and Pop talk a little bit. Pop's like, you want to be my successor? I got Wembenyana. You know, coming this way. <laughs> West Coast, or I guess San Antonio is not really West Coast. Doc Rivers and Brett Brown, both on Greg Popovich's staff. Imagine that. Just hoisting the NBA Finals trophy. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. It'll be fucking Jimmy Butler this year, and then fucking Brett Brown and Glenn in two years when, you know, the French guy is fully formed. Um, All right. Let's close this thing out. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening to this Sixers therapy session. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, LibertyLine.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on social media at Grease Polls Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Once again, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, just, I don't know. Fuck the Sixers, I guess. I don't, I don't yeah, have anything f- grand yeah, to say. Fuck the Sixers. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs>